hello. And I wish you blessings and I wish you happiness and joy. I'm coming to you today because I got to thinking, I choose random Bible verses that mean a lot. But I don't really give an explanation as to why. So today we're going to look at the story of Cain and Abel. Now for those of you that don't know, the story of Cain and Abel is a simple one. They're the offspring of Adam and Eve, the first man and the first woman that God created. And Abel was a... If I'm trying to remember right, Abel was... He was not only a servant of God, Abel was a... He was a farmer. And he raised sheep, oxen, goats. And he would always... The, the law back then was you would sacrifice... Um, if my memory serves me right, you would sacrifice the either the firstborn or the youngest, something like that. You would sacrifice an animal to God. Well, Cain, he too was a farmer. But he farmed fruits and vegetables and grains. And he always sacrificed a portion of that to God. Well, when they offered their sacrifice, God always accepted Abel's. He never accepted Cain's. Well, this didn't make Cain very happy. This made this made him very mad, very angry. And he started to resent his brother. Now, we'll take a pause here because with me, I have a younger sister. And for those that don't know, my younger sister was always the pride and joy of my family. No matter what kind of good I did. I was this all-star athlete. I wasn't good enough for my family. I was an academic scholar. That wasn't good enough. I was the only person in my immediate family to go to a four-year college and then graduate. That wasn't good enough for them. I'm the only one of my family members, of my sister and I, to have a child, to produce a grandchild for my mother and my stepfather. But that wasn't good enough for them either. So I could see, in this particular case, where Cain became resentful where he became angry. Difference with me and Cain, I wouldn't do the unthinkable. I just did my case for my own sanity, for my family's well-being, and to maintain my happiness and my peacefulness. I walked away from him. In Cain's case, he grew so resentful that he took it upon himself to kill his brother and then hide the body. Well, when God finally confronts him on it and... Cain looks at him and says, I don't know where he is. He's not my brother's keeper. Growing up, I always heard that, and I was always left going, well, no, we're not our brother's keeper. Why should we keep each other in check? But as I got older and I became a teacher, I always looked to my students when they come up to tattle on me, a tattle on someone, I would look to them and say, did you tell them to stop? And the more I did, the more I realized when little kids tattletale, that's the first indication they're trying to hold the other person accountable for what they did. That's what we're supposed to do, is hold each other accountable for what we did. Now, one of the things as, may, as a Mason, that we are held to a higher standard. We are held to a standard that we will not only honor our families, we will honor our careers, but we will honor each other as Masons. We will hold our fellow Mason brothers in check. We will hold them accountable for what they did. We don't like to make them feel guilty or ashamed or, or worthless. But we hold them to that standard that they took an oath 
that they pledge not only their loyalty to their family, but to each other. So if one falls, there's always someone to pick them up. Someone that can hold them accountable. In the New Testament, Jesus says, is it better for two blind men to lead each other or for someone to lead them? Well, for those of you that know, blind people cannot lead each other. One of them will stumble and fall and the next one will do the same. What Jesus means is that it is our responsibility to help each other when one of us falls. When you see somebody stumble, stop what you're doing and help them back up. I have a lot of people lately that are coming to me and asking for advice on their marriage, on their work. And I look, I'm starting to look at them and say, why are you asking for my advice? I'm, I'm not perfect by any means. I mean, yes, my marriage has its complications, but what marriage doesn't? But I honor my wife. I love my wife. I treasure my wife. When it comes to my family, I honor my son. I love my son. I respect him. And when it comes to my job, I love what I do more than anything. I get up in the mornings and I go, yay, I get to go play with kids. I get to go have fun. I enjoy what I do. So I get a lot of people that ask for advice on their marriage. How do, how do I make it work? How do you make it work? And the biggest thing I can tell them is compromise. Understand that a lot of times you're going to be the one that falls on that sword to better the other person, to make them feel better about themselves. And I used to post on my Facebook page when I was feeling really down. As I would get down on myself, and I get down on myself very, very hard. And a lot of that is because of my past when it comes to abuse and the... Um, both verbal and physical for my stepfather is I was I was made to feel worthless. I was taught that that was what I was, was I was no one in particular. But as I've grown older, I've somehow managed to grow wiser. And I've realized I'm not a worthless person. I'm not a nobody. I'm not a husband. I'm a child of God. And he has put me here to not only better myself, but to better everybody around me. And if I come across as kind of a a know-it-all, I don't mean to be. But I try to do what God has set me to do. And right now, he has set me to teach kids to be loving, to be honest, to be caring. But when it comes to being a Mason, he's put me in the role of a Mason to better myself. And the role of a Mason is to not only better each other, better themselves, but to better each other. And the, and the duty of a husband is to honor your wife, respect her. Honor of a father, the, re, the role of a father is to honor that, to respect it. Children act the way we, we show them how to act. They, they grow to act the way that we teach them to act. If we're honorable to them, if we're loyal to them, if we love them, that's the way they're going to act. But when we start treating them with disrespect and we start treating everybody around them with disrespect, that's exactly what they're going to do. So what I ask this week is for you to look wholeheartedly at the story of Cain and Abel and see if what you're doing is truly what God has intended for you. Are you helping someone else? Are you helping each other? Or are you looking at God and saying, what am I, my brother's keeper? Until then, I'll see y'all next week.